Welcome to WilsonLiling.com. We run a series of podcasts in intercession, the prophetic, and leadership. And today's podcast is about the area of the prophetic. I'm going to continue to share a series on prophetic lifestyle. And this is the second uh, lesson. It's called Desire for God. Now, desire means to yearn, for, to long for, to crave for, to set one's heart upon. For a prophetic person, what does desire for God look like? Well, when I think about it, I think about King David. He's called a man after God's heart. In Acts 13, verse 22, it says, After removing Saul, he made David the king. He testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. Friends, David was not a perfect man. He had many flaws, but yet his heart, his desire was set upon God. David was passionate for God. He was motivated to pursue God's purposes for his generation. In Acts 13, verse 36, it says, For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep, he was buried with his fathers, and his body decayed. And so here we can see King David was one who served God's purposes for his generation. He was totally in his heart desirous of the Lord, pursuing hard after God to fulfill whatever God has placed in his hands. And as a prophetic person, we need to understand this because it helps us to keep our passion for Jesus strong, even as we are being utilized by the Lord as his vessel to speak into lives of people in the prophetic. Let's look at why is it important for us to keep that desire for God pure and strong in our lives. Let me share with you a couple of reasons. Firstly, when we make God our desire, we become the very means for God to access, to pour into our lives the passionate yearnings of the Lord. You see, it is unto the Lord who is at work in us both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Philippians 2 verse 13. We become an open book for the Lord to fill our lives with. And what, you know, what is more important than to be filled with the very things of God. God gives us the will, the desire and the ability to accomplish for His good agenda and pleasure. The key here is desire. If you want to be a person who lay hold of your prophetic destiny, we must become passion-filled. In other words, fired with passionate love of God within us and His purposes. Isaiah 55 verse 11 says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You see, God will accomplish His will and we become His vessel for Him to move through. If we would have our desire 
depend on the Lord, where we become a vessel for the Lord to move through, for the Lord to pour in His dreams, His vision, His purposes, His desires into our hearts. You know, His word into our lives, His changes into our lives so that we become that open book, allowing God to move through us. And that's so crucial. If you want to pursue that prophetic lifestyle in God and we want to lay hold of the prophetic destiny that God has for you and I. Another very important reason why desire for God needs to be strong and pure in our lives as a prophetic person. It keeps us focused upon Jesus. That desire for God, when it's pure and strong, keeps us focused for Jesus. In other words, we are not running after our own agenda. You see, God is concerned with our inner motivations, not just what is seen on the outset. Today, in, in today's world, we find that people has a tendency, have a tendency to look for what's accomplished, what can be seen on the outside. But God looks for more than that. He looks for what's happening inside us, our motivations. Hosea 6 verse 6 God looks at our true condition. It says, For I desire mercy, not sacrifice, an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. You know, do we acknowledge the Lord for the gifts that He has bestowed upon us? Do we acknowledge God to be in charge of every situation in our lives? Do we acknowledge God when we have received, um, you know, incredible uh, outcomes in the ministry. Sincerely, it's the Lord who enables us. So when we have a pure desire that's strong and pure before the Lord, you find that it keeps you focused upon Jesus. Psalm 86 verse 11 says, God is looking very much for truth in our inward parts. It says here, teach me your way, O Lord, I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And that's kind of like a life song in my heart before the Lord. I say, God, teach me to keep my focus on you. Teach me, Lord, no matter whatever successes or whatever trials that come by my way, that I may keep my heart honed upon you, not divided by situations and circumstances. Because God looks for truth in our inward parts. And in Psalm 51 verse 6, it says, Surely you desire truth in the inward parts. You teach me wisdom in the inmost place. God wants to sanctify our desire. That's why as a prophetic person, we need to learn to say, God, may you create within me a heart that is pure before you, a desire that's pure and strong for you. You see, when that happens, we become a people, a person that is really single-minded in running after God. Not to be double-minded, nor to be distracted by things that come by our way. And sometimes, friends, those things could be very good things as well, but it may not be in His specific will for us. So we need to ask the Lord, okay? It's so important. And in 1 Chronicles 29, verses 18 to 19, it says, O Lord, God of fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts 
loyal to you. That's why when we have that pure desire, there's that heart that says, God, I yearn to be faithful and true towards you till the very end of my life, till I meet you, Jesus. So that's why it's important, you know, keep us focused in God. Another reason why it's so crucial for us to have that desire for God, that it be strong and, and that it would be really pure, is that it keeps us persistent and consistent in seeking to be, to do all that God has in store for us. Friends, we only have one life to live. And I want to encourage you, even this is for myself, that we would live our lives for the Lord purposefully and live it to the very best so that when we meet our maker in heaven, he could truly say, you are my true and faithful servant. If I could put it this way, that's something that I, I look for. I don't need a lot of other accolades. I just want to know that God is pleased with all that I am, all that I've done for him, you know, for the glory of his name. So when we have that pure desire for God, it keeps us persistent. It keeps us consistent in seeking to be all and do all that he has for us. In 2 Chronicles 1 verses 11 to 12, God said to Solomon, Since this is your heart's desire, and you have not asked for wealth, riches or honor, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, God rewarded Solomon with incredible wisdom because he asked, he sought your wisdom and knowledge in governing the people. You know, it's incredible that persistence, that consistence in saying, God, whatever you called me to be, to be, whatever you called me to do, I want to do it according to your ways with wisdom. And then it says in Psalm 20 verse 4, it says, May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. You see, when we seek him, you know, that desire for God is strong. We, we just want to seek the Lord for His favor so that whatever He has placed in our hands, it can all be achieved by the grace of God with unto the Lord and give Him glory. Yeah, so we, we're asking for His favor so that we may succeed in, in, in running our course for the Lord. And here in Proverbs 11 verse 23, it says, The desire of the righteous ends only in good, you see, but the hope of the wicked only in wrath. So you can see here the scriptures tells us that good results arising for desiring after God's ways and values. The desire of the righteous ends only in good. And so friends, I want to encourage you along the way in our lives, let God check what's happening inside. Let God check our, you know, that consistency in which we are following after Him. You know, sometimes after many years of walking with the Lord, sometimes we can be, you know, a, a little bit um, slip short here and there, but let's continue to keep to God's ways so that we may truly be a vessel of honour unto the Lord. Fourthly, very important reason, desire for God keeps us from easily giving up in the midst of long-awaited replies to prayer, even perhaps for God's vindication. It says in Psalm 40 verse 14, May all who seek to take my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin 
we turn back in disgrace. God covers those who choose to say, God, no matter what's happening, even if it means that I'm being at a disadvantage, God, I'm going to trust you in your vindication. And I believe that should be something a prophetic lifestyle as we seek the Lord. Because sometimes in life, at work or in situations, maybe things didn't go our way. But the question we need to ask is, rather than God, why me? Let's ask the Lord, what can I learn from this? Shall we trust God that He would bring about His outcome that is true, that is just, that is fair, and trust Him for His vindication? I've known of people in you know, various levels of uh, work, at work, in businesses, in professional work and all that. Sometimes we may feel that, how come this colleague of mine got the promotion? Not me. I've been working very hard. God, what's happening? And, and perhaps it happened a couple of times and we may get very frustrated and so forth. But I want to encourage you, don't give up. But look to the Lord for His answer. Look to the Lord for His outcomes. It's, you know, it's the Lord Himself who promotes. It's not us to force that promotion into being. I'd rather, in God's good timing, have the promotion. Oh, while that may take some time, I leave it to the Lord because it is unto the glory of God. It's not about me, it's about Jesus. So we got to trust in whatever God is doing and ask Him to teach us to understand what is happening before us. And even if we do not fully understand, let's trust Him because He always has His best interest in us. And this is one of the key things about prophetic lifestyle is that desiring of God so much and so much for His values that we say, God, it doesn't matter. Is Jesus first, me it's all right, doesn't matter. God, you come first, more of you in my life. In Psalm 70 verse 2, it says, May those who seek my life be put to shame and confusion. May all who desire my ruin be turned back in disgrace. Psalm 41 verse 2 says, The Lord will protect him and preserve his life. He will bless him in the land and not surrender him to the desire of his foes. You see, God knows and God is at work. I want to encourage you, trust the Lord as you learn to grow in a prophetic lifestyle. Another fifth um, reason is desire for God helps us to communicate God's heart to people in all different seasons, easy, challenging times, where we exhort people to remain secure in God's love and care. Psalm 10 verse 17 says, You hear, O Lord, the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them and you listen to their prayer. God hears everything, not just for selected few. And so that's why it's good for us when we are wanting to move in the prophetic more. Part of our lifestyle, you know, as we desire for God, that purity in desire for God will help us to communicate God's heart for His people. 
Sometimes people need to be encouraged. Sometimes people need to be challenged and exhorted to go step further for God. Sometimes people just need that lifting up, that comforting word that comes from the Lord. And how are you going to do that? Is when you yourself begin to have that desire closely walking with the Lord, desiring for the Lord. You receive something from Him. You communicate to people so that people find security in God's love and care for them and that they don't give up but that they hold fast to God even when the circumstances can be trying. Yeah, and, and that's important. Just recently, we were just visiting some churches uh, in our HIM family, and, and I, I, you know, I realized how certain ones have been impacted by situations beyond their control. And uh, it's, it's really heart-rending to see what they're going through. But you know, as God began to pour out His, His message into my heart for them, I, I realized God just wanted them to hold fast to Him. Hold fast to Him for His breakthrough. Hold fast to Him for His miracle. Hold fast to Him and to know that God loves and that God cares and that God hears the very cries of their heart. And so it's the same thing for us too, as prophetic people wanting to pursue that lifestyle that honors the Lord. Let's really have that desire for God strong in our lives. And lastly, I want to share with you the desire for God when it's coupled with transparency and accountability. It provides checks and balances for us so that we would live honorably before God and not compromise. You know, in today's world, we see so much of uh, compromise taking, taking place even in you know, in the kingdom of God and so forth. And thank God that the Lord is cleaning His house and the Lord is wanting to purify us and sanctify us. But it is also our responsibility to say, God, I choose to live a lifestyle that's transparent and be accountable before you so that I may have others that you bring into my life to be my checks and balances, that I may live honorably before you. Proverbs 4 verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Yeah. So that's why it's important that as a prophetic person, you want to pursue a prophetic lifestyle in God, you want to really lay hold of your prophetic destiny in God, then we need to learn to say, God, may you be your word, be my check and balance, and may you bring others, godly people into my life as my check and balance too, so that I may really have that, you know, that check and balance, that sounding board in my life. Um, James chapter 1, 14 to 15 says, But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. And that's not where we want to hate towards as God's people, but that we want to be a people whose desires are really submitted to the Lord so that our heart is not callous and take in whatever we want and compromise. Yeah, that we may have, it says in Hebrews 13 verse 18, pray for us, we are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. And that's my heart's cry for each one of us who desire to pursue that prophetic lifestyle. Let me share with you and conclude with this testimony. You know, many years back, I was given the opportunity to take on um, 
a greater level of uh, responsibility in my workplace um, that my, my directors offered me the role of financial controller at the age of 25. Now, that's a huge achievement in world st standards, I suppose, because in those days, in my time, a financial controller would be at least 35 and above. And to be offered a position like this in a medium-sized manufacturing company going to what's becoming a larger manufacturing company is actually a huge achievement in itself. And that was something that I actually dreamt of when I was a kid at 12 years old, not knowing what financial controller meant, but I actually wrote it down there. And it was like, wow, God, this is a dream come true. And that, that desire to take it on was, you know, it was really a, a deep and possible highly coveted desire because it meant a six-figure salary. It meant having a, a European car called Audi. Um, it meant a bigger office and, and all the perks that, come, that came with it. But as I reflected before the Lord, I realized at that time, I was not just a chief accountant, but I was very fully involved in ministry. I just started um, pioneering a university, all girls group, and I've got 14 girls that would be coming uh, to live group every week. Some of them are so young in their faith, but they're so hungry for God. And I was mentoring them, shepherding them, one-on-one -on -one, every week, 12 of them every week. If I had taken on this new role, it would meant that I would have to go into work at least six days a week and very likely to be called in on a Sunday afternoon to work um, with more pay, more responsibilities and so forth. Now, I'm not saying that we don't take on, take on more responsibilities unless it's something that God has called us to, okay? And, and I knew that all this, it would mean less time for the work of the ministry. It would mean I would be very tired early mornings and coming back later in the evening. Uh, that's how I, I, I looked. I saw how my previous boss worked. I saw how the directors worked and so forth. And um, I prayed and I asked the Lord. And He said to me, you know, in a vision, God showed me this whole beautiful, tree of fruits you know and 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 when i looked at it it really it was really fantastic and 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 i heard the lord saying to me this is for you and i knew that he meant not just the fruits but this job is something that i would have to is something that that's something that he has you know for me but it's my choice what do i do with it and as I sought the face of God, my desire for God and for His kingdom work surpassed what I could achieve by taking on this role, this new responsibility as a financial controller of a medium to large size company. And I turned it down and I informed my directors. They were very surprised. They said, we'll keep this position for you for the next month. Next year, how about that? And I said to them, no, 
I've decided I will continue to be your chief accountant, but you can please bring in someone else to be the financial controller. Why? Because I wanted to make sure that I have, I make the best use of my energy, I make the best use of my time, especially after work, to go and disciple people, to grow the people God's way, to grow them in their faith in God, to see the, you know, to, to co-partner with the, the work of the Lord in the fulfilling the Great Commission and to see leaders arising from this. And uh, I let go of that, a dream job. But God is so good, so good. I saw many of the ones that have been trained up in God's ways, they rose up to places of responsibility in the house of God and in, even in their work. They rose up to be strong Christians for the Lord, disciples of Jesus Christ. And some of them have gone on to church plan and pioneer as well. And all glory to Jesus. You know, in that time when I gave up that role, in the following year, my directors gave me three pay increments without increase in responsibilities. And how did that come about? It is by the grace of God and truly all glory to the Lord. That desire for God, let that desire for God be strong, be pure, so that as we pursue the Lord, even in prophetic lifestyle, we may be all that God has called us to be. And I pray that would be your heart too, that you may pursue the Lord fervently, that you may pursue the Lord and seek His face and have those different checks and balances in your life so that we may walk uprightly before the Lord and give Him glory for He deserves it all. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. We trust you've been blessed by the word today. Do visit www.wilsonlyling.com for more messages and teachings. For the latest news and updates, follow Facebook and Instagram, wilson.lyling.